What's up, everybody? Wes Goldberg here from Locked On Heat, recording this on a beautiful Sunday morning here in Miami. Uh, sorry for the Miami Hurricanes uh, losing to UConn in the Final Four. Still a great season, making that Final Four. Awesome year for them. Uh, what a fun ride, fun games to watch. But uh, the other Miami basketball team on Saturday night won their game. The Heat getting a big 129-122 to win over the Dallas Mavericks. Some interesting rotation changes that we're going to get to here in a second. But the story of the game was Jimmy Butler doing the damn thing. 35 points on 12 of 16 shooting, 12 assists, zero turnovers. He's just the third player this year to finish with at least 30 points, 10 assists, and zero turnovers, joining Brandon Ingram and Nikola Jokic, uh, the possible MVP there. So Jimmy Butler setting the tone early in this one against Dallas, making uh, scoring 14 of Miami's first 20 points. Uh, but this was not a game with a whole lot of defense being played. I'll read you the final score again, 129 to 122. Um, and it felt like that, uh, you know, the, the Heat going out, scoring more than 40 points in the first quarter. But Dallas with Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving hanging in there. Tim Hardaway Jr. had a big game for them, too. Uh, and that kept the Mavericks in the game. They were within six points uh, with four minutes left uh, in the game, despite Miami having had a bigger lead earlier in the game. But that's when Jimmy Butler checked back in, scored nine of Miami's final 10 points uh, to put the game away, get the Heat that big win and just beyond just the scoring everything went through Jimmy Butler everything went through Jimmy Butler on Saturday night uh he was not just the guy scoring most of the points but he was facilitating uh running a ton of pick and roll no Bam Adebayo who was out with a, a hip contusion so it was Cody Zeller starting uh in Bam's place they went with a different rotation Kevin Love to the bench Max Struess into the starting lineup so it was just spread pick and roll for Jimmy Butler basically the entire night and zero interference by the Dallas Mavericks defense I don't the Mavericks defense is so bad. I, I've watched a lot of Mavericks games ever since they got Kyrie Irving because I was really interested to see how Kyrie and Luka would play together. And look, they could score points, evidence from last night and, and every time they've played together. They have no problem scoring points. They have a lot of problems scoring uh, or, or stopping other teams from scoring points. And they made the Miami Heat, who have been in a tough spot offensively, right? 100 points, 92 points, and 92 points in each of their three games, all three losses going into this one. And they looked like the 2017 Warriors in this one uh, in certain pockets of this game. Like, they just could not be stopped. Jimmy Butler running high pick and roll over and over and over again. Put everything on the table for the Miami Heat. The Heat as a team shot 52.3% overall. Made 35% of their threes. Max Struess in that starting lineup in place of Kevin Love. Again, we'll get to that here in a second in more depth. But Max Struess going 6 of 9 from three-point range. The Heat finishing with an offensive rating of 131.6, which I think is their third highest offensive rating of the season and certainly one of their biggest offensive nights lately uh, and since the All-Star break. So, um, again, Jimmy Butler just doing everything after the game. Eric Spolstra, Max Struess, everybody saying, hey, he was the key for us in this one. Everything went through him, praising Jimmy Butler um, in a way that, you know, this is playoff Jimmy Butler, right? When he tries to engage this mode, there's few people who could stop him, especially uh, given how bad and flimsy Dallas's defense is. So big win for the Heat. They are now 41 and 37. The Hawks beat Brooklyn on Friday night. So the Heat have pretty much solidified their place in that seventh seed. It was a little dicey there after the three-game losing streak. I'm like, oh, are the Heat going to lose this thing? But uh, they have a two-and-a-half game cushion over Atlanta for that number seven seed. I'm feeling pretty good about that. And there's still a game and a half behind Brooklyn for that six seed. Probably not going to, it's going to be really difficult for them to do that. Brooklyn's going to have to lose a bunch of their games. Um, 
and because they have the tiebreaker over Miami. So the odds of the Heat getting the sixth seed, probably not going to happen. But what we're looking at right now is two things, holding on to that seventh seed and just sort of getting right offensively. And it feels like maybe, I'm not going to say that the Heat, they're going to go out and score 129 points a game and Jimmy Butler is going to go 30, 10, and zero turnovers for the rest of the season. But if it's playoff Jimmy like this, you get a big win at home and you're going to go on the road. That helps the momentum, and all these wins matter. And right now, you're just trying to make sure you're in that you're still in that seventh spot in that playing tournament. You don't want to fall to eighth and have to play on the road, and then potentially lose that game, and then have to play a second playing game to try to get into the playoffs. At this point, you're probably looking at being locked into that seventh seed. Get some good habits, figure some things out, and and win that playing game, and then just get to the playoffs. Right? Probably not what you would want to do earlier, like at the beginning of the season. Nobody was thinking that this team was going to be a playing team, but. Uh, beggars can't be choosers at this point, and this is where we're at. The rotation changes. That's a big other story from this game. No Bam Adebayo, like I mentioned, with the hip contusion. Eric Spolster saying that he basically just couldn't move. Otherwise, Bam would have been out there. Um, so you got to think it's got to be pretty bad, but it also doesn't sound like this is going to be a long-term issue for them. Um, so interesting decision for Spo to make. Look, Cody Zeller is, is healthy, and you figured he would probably get the start there. But the interesting decision that Spo made was that he kind of used this as an opportunity to revamp the starting lineup again, right? And so Cody Zeller gets a start. By the way, 20 points and eight rebounds for Cody Zeller. And even he went out and said, that was all Jimmy Butler. He just made it easy for me, running that pick and roll over and over again. How much attention that he draws so in that painted area. He said he was just getting wide open layups all night. So 20 points in 28 minutes uh, for Cody Zeller. He was awesome. He's so efficient. And, and, and I really just like the way that he's able to run those pick and rolls. Really kind of solidified that backup center spot when he's healthy. Uh, but here's the interesting part, not to bury the lead here. Kevin Love went to the bench. And this has been sort of trending in this direction for a while now. Uh, 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 Kevin Love immediately inserted into that starting lineup as the power forward for the Heat as soon as they acquired him after the All-Star break, replacing Caleb Martin as that four and giving the Heat a traditional starting lineup, at least with Kevin Love at that four spot, right? Traditional size there at that position. And it hasn't really worked. Uh, the Heat have the offense has not been great, even though there was a there was a few games there where it looked like they would be turning the corner, but it hasn't been awesome. Still a bottom ten unit in the NBA, and then defensively they slid back quite a bit. And you didn't really know what this team's identity was or how they were going to win games with Kevin Love at power forward. Just because it, it wasn't all on Kevin Love, I think that that's a little unfair to say. But whatever the chemistry makeup thing was going on with this team, it wasn't working. All right, and so Spo with five games left, said, all right, we're going to change the starting lineup again. But instead of going Caleb Martin and kind of tilting things toward the defense, which the old starting lineup is sitting right there. You could have either gone Kyle Lowry, but if you're still committed to Kyle Lowry coming off the bench as a sixth man, which the Heat uh, evidently are, you could still go Gabe Vincent, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, and then tonight, uh, or, or Saturday night, Cody Zeller over Bam, and then when Bam comes back, just go back to your old starting lineup. That was a working it was a positive net rating lineup it was not a bad lineup Miami's other problems were with the bench and things like that so that lineup was sitting right there for them to go back to but Spo decided nope not going to do that not going to tilt uh more towards the defense I'm actually going to tilt more towards the offense and he started Gabe Vincent Tyler Hero Jimmy Butler Max Struess at the four and then Cody Zeller uh and bringing Kevin Love off the bench I like I liked Kevin Love off the bench quite a bit I like that starting lineup quite a bit um, in terms of what the Heat have options for. Um, David and I, co-host David Ramil and I, talked about this late last week about, okay, do the Heat have a better opportunity to kind of lift the offense or the defense in these next few games? None of those units are probably going to finish in the top 
eight to ten in in overall rating for like the total aggregate season stats. But which one of those units can you get performing at like a top ten level over these next five games and the play-in tournament? And David argued defense. I argued offense. Who knows who's right? But tonight, at least on that in that game against the Mavericks, it looked like it was the offense because Spo ended up putting Jimmy Butler and Cody Zeller running everything pick and roll from them and then putting three floor spacers around them. So spacing the floor, running that high pick and roll with with space with Gabe Vincent, Tyler Hero, Max Struess just sort of around them, around Jimmy Butler and Cody Zeller in the middle of the floor. And then it put Cody, it brought Kevin Love off the bench, which I thought was an interesting look because now you've got two veterans in Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love coming off the bench, giving that bench unit more of an identity Kevin Love, it was one of his most productive games in a Heat uniform, and that was the thing going back to that bench. Kyle Lowry kind of setting the table for that unit. It's all good, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to score points, right? And Caleb Martin coming off the bench, it gives them energy, it gives them them defense, it gives them versatility on the wing, and I think that's important. But still, like Cody, uh, 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 Caleb Martin's not going out every night and scoring 18 points. That's just not really his game. He's more of like, all right, I'll score 10, 12 points off of cuts and stuff like that, but he's not really creating a whole lot. Um, with the ball in his hands or anything like that. And Kevin Love kind of gives them that look. 18 points, five rebounds off the bench. He went five, he, he shot five of nine overall. He was plus eight in his minutes. Um, I thought him and, and, and Kyle Lowry were a really good pair. They, were, they outscored uh, the Mavericks by 10 points in the 18 minutes that Kevin Love and Kyle Lowry were on the court together. Really, again, anchoring that second unit, giving that second unit an identity. And Eric Spolstra, after the game, praised Kevin Love, said, hey, like bringing him off the bench, it kind of gives him more room to operate and do some of those low post things. That Because when he's part of that starting lineup, he's, his job is basically, okay, space the floor for Jimmy and for Bam. And you can't really get him, you know, cutting off the ball as much, uh, doing any of the low post stuff. There's less room for him to do that. But as part of that second unit, he can kind of be your ace scorer, the guy that could go in, you could get, you can run some post up actions for him. They did that quite a bit um, on Saturday night for him. And, and you can let him kind of explore different parts of the court that's not really available to him when he's got to be more deferential to Jimmy Butler and, for, and Bam Adebayo. So bringing Kevin Love off the bench with Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry could still be the table setter. You don't have to ask Kyle Lowry to go out and score 20 points. Kevin Love's more than happy to do that. So it was a really strong night for him. Again, against a, another Mavericks team, a Mavericks team that's another team without like a real true power forward on their roster. So they don't have a lot of size to throw at Kevin Love. So maybe it was a good matchup for him. And that was my thing is, is this just matchup related because Dallas runs so small throughout all of their lineups that the Heat felt, okay, we're going to have to score with Luka and Kyrie all night. So let's tilt our lineup towards the offensive end of the spectrum because we know we're going to have to score points and this is our best chance to do it. Or was this an experiment, more than a one night experiment and something that that we could see going forward where Eric Spolster was asked about it after the game. And he said that it sounds like they're going to go with this for at least a few more games. That's essentially what Eric Spolster said. Uh, then gave all the cliches, all hands on deck, you know, everything's on the table, blah, blah, blah. But he did say that, quote, we could go with this the next few games, end quote. So I think that's what's going to happen here. Um, so a big win for the Heat, 129 to 122 over the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, possibly a get right night for them on offense. They play the uh, the Detroit Pistons in Detroit on Tuesday. We will have a recap for you. Uh, a full-blown podcast recap for you of that one. We're also going to be back Monday. Uh, uh, I'll be back with my co-host, David Ramil, Monday morning for another full show. So make sure that you tune in, you subscribe. We're going to be talking about all the ripple effects of the the, the new rotation that Eric Spolster is going to pull out. 
David's opinions on that. We'll get that uh, and kind of explore that more in depth. But for now, thanks so much for tuning in here on a Sunday morning slash Sunday afternoon. Uh, subscribe to Locked on Heat wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. And of course, you can subscribe on YouTube. Like our videos, comment, interact with us. We love to hear from you. Um, and that's it. Have a great Sunday, everybody. We'll be back here Monday.